I wouldn't see Vod's soulmate. Okay, what is his deal? He's a very spiritually centered guy. He's very committed to his lifestyle. He's a sweet, gentle, immensely talented man who won't be moved until he finds what he's looking for. Oh, that's a load of crap. Even Gandhi got his freak on. <laughs> come on, come on. There's gotta be something. No, nothing I can think of. Except, of course, the thing. What thing? You don't know about the thing? Um, what thing? Uh, you know what? I've said too much already. No, you haven't. You haven't said anything. <laughs> Hell yes. I was trying to figure out a way to like incorporate that, the title into our intro. That might have been corny, but whatever. Y'all know us by now. I'm Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Rowe. And today, yes, that is the name of the episode. Uh, original air date 929-2003. It's season four, episode three. So uh, Regina Hicks uh, lent her pen to this particular episode. And uh, it's pretty good because we hit a milestone. Not us, but something very awesome happens in this episode that has needed to happen for a long time coming. Yes, finally, we got rid of this whole Slovak situation. Like, let's get the show on the road. <laughs> it's funny how he's been on the show for like at least a season and you have, even on his final episode, it's still Slovak. Slov- Slovad. Slovad. Yeah, him. Or Slovak. Ugh. Well, you know, it's, it is what it is. It needed to happen. So I'm excited to, to talk about it. Any news? Anything you want to chat about? Any, any important news we need to give the community? Um, not really news, but you know, this is community based because it's one of our finest. I want to talk about Miss Viola Davis. And oh um, she's playing <laughs> the amazing Michelle Obama. Um, oh, yes. Oh, God. You know, I trust Viola. You know, she's done some great things. Oh, and you want to trust she does is great. You want to trust her artistic vision. So, you know, she did an interview talking about, you know, basically, fuck the critics. We don't need the critics. But I mean, I wanted a better answer than that. (laughs) I wanted her to be like, artistically, we did this because yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Michelle was in on it and she requested this mouth thing that she does. I don't watch the show, (laughs) though, but you told me, Etsy, you watch the show. So tell us more about how this looks on screen and how this is played out. It's not a comedy, right? It's not a comedy. It is not a comedy. It's supposed to be a retelling of three historical takes on three different first ladies. So it's Eleanor Roosevelt. It's I forgot the other white bitch, but then it's Michelle Obama. Right. So it's (laughs) I got the other one from the 70s. But if you watch the show, you you know, you know. Anyway, so it's a time jump. I didn't even know it was about two other white bitches i thought it was just about michelle obama so you can imagine my surprise when i (laughs) when i tune in and then they talking about michelle obama and her time and she's about to be in the white house this is circa 2007 2008 something like that and then they time lapse to um 1800 (laughs) it was 1800 
1800? Eleanor Roosevelt, what was it? Early 1900s. I think it was early 19, but you know, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a history buff. My history Twitter, y'all could tap in on that one. Whatever. We mostly just care about Michelle. Yeah, whatever. And then I see this shit is looking very slavey because that's just how that time period looks to me. And they take like a while to get back to Michelle, bitch. So she's pretty much at the beginning and then all the way at the end. So Mm. I watched the full episode just so I can like get a hang of what they're going to do. But moving forward, I'm just going to fast forward through them two white bitches. And then whenever Michelle gets back on this, (laughs) unless they're connecting it in somehow, some way, I, I don't, I don't care. I don't think they're connecting. I don't think those white people know her. I think they might be dead. Yeah. Well, the second so they one probably didn't know that did. there was ever a black woman in the White House. They don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, they probably know there was black people in the White House, just not doing what Michelle was doing. I'm just not doing what Michelle. <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, we had, we had a um, Hattie Lee. She was in the White House too." So, nah, we ain't talking about that. We ain't talking about that, sweetheart. Anyway, go ahead, go ahead. But child, let me tell you, Viola, why you play too much? Why she was doing that? <laughs> And then she made her mouth go up and you can see all types of gum. And I'm just like, I don't know why she did that. Like, I don't know whose decision or idea that was. You know, I don't even understand why even include that. (laughs) Who cares if her her mouth does that when she does it? We don't that doesn't define Michelle. That's not a trait that we look at her and go. That's 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 the thing. If I'm doing an impression of Michelle. Yeah. I don't think that's what I go to. No, it's not a it's not a hee hee Michael Jackson moment. Like you don't have to <laughs> you don't have to include it there. For us to yeah, know. you could have just played it straight up, Viola. I ain't telling you how to act, but you could have played that shit straight up. Now look what what, what the streets are saying. The streets sh- ain't even talking about the story. They're talking about a whole lip thing. Viola said everybody's a critic. She pretty much said child the shack done clear and I don't give a fuck what y'all niggas got to say. <laughs> Like, I want to know what Michelle got to say. She's been real quiet. She's been quiet. You know, presidential things. She's, I don't think she's ever going to really come out and say something against it. Yeah, that would, that would really rock the boat. That would yeah. really shake the table. She Even ain't trying to do that. She kind of cr- mumbling and cackling. Like, oh, girl, I don't know why you tried it. <laughs> oh, well, based on this conversation, I will never be watching that. I think a lot of people feel like they don't want to watch it either because it just seems really cringe and disrespectful. I mean, other than those times that she's making her mouth like that, it's it's worth a watch. If you fast forward through them other women, if you care about them other women, you can watch. You know it, what, but... guys, make your own decision. I'm just saying this yeah. is just how I how I rock. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> wow. OK, well, put a pin in that and then we'll get on to the episode. Snoop there it is etsy go ahead and give us that cold open so the girls are sitting down at their usual lunch spot you know that spot you know the spot skia 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 and maya goes okay well i'm not paying because all you bitches is making money and y'all ain't got no kids so who finna pay and lynn is like well i ain't making no money so i'm out and then they're looking at Tony and Joan. And then Tony goes, oh, well, I guess I'll take it this time. And then the bill is only $83 for four people. Yeah. When she said 83 I was like, hmm. Oh, that's cheap. That's not including tip. <laughs> I mean, that's cheap. 
Even without tip. I'm like, what year is this? <laughs> for, four, for four people? And I know y'all got uh, drinks. Like, that sounds a little low when you yeah. think about it. But sure, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, what is that, McDonald's? But anyway, um, <laughs> she said $83. She goes, oh, well, I got it. This is pocket change. This is what I spend on parking um, in my lifestyle or whatever. And then Maya goes, well, since you got so much money, Miss Wife of the Beverly Hills Doctor, Jabari is taking a trip to D.C., and I would appreciate it if you confront me 2K. I was like, yeah. First off, fuck the 2K. Why is an elementary school take flying these kids across the country to D.C. to see how the government works? Lord, these kids don't care how the damn government works. They're going to forget it as soon as they learn it. I'm like, damn, what school he go to? Yeah. Because <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. And then Tony is like, oh, sure. Let me write the check to, I know you bitches know I'm broke. I guess that was just them testing her. Like, girl, when are you yeah, going to tell us? At first, I was like, I was like, oh, they don't know. They don't know. But the the more she kept pushing it, Maya was pushing the trip. I was like, oh, she must know. Mm-hmm. She must know. Because you, why not ask Joan? Right. We know Joan got money just sitting. Right. But she was like, nah, Tony, w- w- what's up? What's up? So that's when I was like, okay, she playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was actually kind of dirty, though. <laughs> the way to you know to let her know that she knows that, that's that's kind of dirty maya oh god so next up we're at savad's house and all the decorations look very savad wouldn't you agree yes they do yeah it's a lot of these forest colors like you know th- those ankh is that what they call it the ankh <laughs> yes that's what they call it you know all my share butter bitches t- tap in tap in <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, we know. Yeah, Yeah. y'all can tap in, tap in. Um, He's already there in the room. And Lynn walks in. And at first, she doesn't address him. But she's so uh, upset because she wonders when they're going to have sex. Mm. And she won't stop asking him this until she gets an answer. Well, an answer that she she wants to hear, at least. But he Mm. said, "I'll, I'll make love to you when I know you're my soulmate. Okay, that's admirable. But Lynn, Lynn should just assume that he's not going to have sex with her, right? Because mm-hmm. you're asking every few months, every few days, like he about to just be like, okay, today is the day. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. She says this is the longest soulmate interview in the history of the world. Probably not, though, because it's only been nine months and some people get engaged for like years before they get married. So I guess so. <laughs> what? <laughs> If y'all niggas engaged for years, y'all ain't never finna get married, child. You ain't never heard stories like that? <laughs> the the ten year engagements? Yeah. <laughs> that ain't even an engagement. Y'all ain't engaged to do nothing. It ain't even engaged. It's just sitting. <laughs> I'm not engaged. <laughs> y'all just chilling. Ain't nothing finna happen. Ain't nothing engaging about that. Uh-uh. <laughs> But she has some questions. She's wondering why he won't have sex with her. She's like, Is something else going on here, Savad? What is it? What, erectile dysfunction? There's Viagra, an STD, there's doctors. Well, what kind of STD, though? What you, which one you, you okay with? <laughs> right. I was like, um, STD, girl, you better run. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, there's doctors. I'm like, uh, I guess, but that's a dicey little road. 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, is it sexual confusion? Because I can role play. Mm. Damn, you desperado. Desperado. <laughs> and this nigga says, hey, I'm like, this kind of made me just go, huh? He said, why don't you play like a nun and leave me alone? <laughs> and then he gets up and leaves. Oh, okay. That was a saucy, spicy little answer there. Okay. That was very snarky. It was very, very sassy. I expected him to snap when he left the room. Yes. <laughs> it was a lot of seasoning in that in that response. Mm-mm. Yeah. I was like, damn, Lyndon pushed him to his breaking point. Shit. She should have said back like to him, like, how about I play like a ghost and disappear from your ass? Okay. How about that shit? Word to Casper. The fuck? <laughs> words of casper shit but she just looks stunned and we move on to blue bar i I, I can't believe we have been having this conversation about these birkins for 20 years (laughs) they have had a chokehold on the community for years child i'm like did the girlfriends like start the whole like bougie birkin phase situation here's what i will say right birkins have been like a quiet rich thing for years a very 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 long time why we are just now hearing about it like with all these ig bitches and they rapper baby daddies and shit (laughs) is because they keep talking about it and now they've made it like a super mainstream thing yeah pictures on instagram will do that yes before social media wasn't really hitting like that to where you can see how it looks like how okay well this girl on instagram hasn't she's an ig model and she got a she dating a rapper and blah blah blah. so if i get one that could be like that that's Uh what i think amped it up social media kind of revived it a little bit yes but Mm -hmm. originally it was supposed to be for bitches who like have money like like a tony well like that makes sense considering the prices (laughs) <laughs> not saying the the ig girls and the rappers don't really got money don't come for me um but yeah <laughs> but tony tony's got a tony shows up to blue with a really nice one do you recognize the bags i don't know the difference like i'm not into bag culture like that yeah so a bag's a bag's a bag it looks cool i guess yeah but i would never know how rich she is based off of it because i don't have the eye like that the bag seems pretty standard. There's different types of Birkins. Yeah, they just cost different prices depending on which one you get. <laughs> yeah, that's the type of shit where it's like the silent. We were talking earlier about the silent rich things. Mm-hmm. Like pens and mm-hmm. the uh, watches and the brooches. Because honestly, if you hung out with a bunch of broke people, they would not even care. I wouldn't even know. Mm-mm. only rich people could spot that and be like that's this edition cost this much i would be like oh that's a nice red bag mm-hmm. that's cool it's like a bat signal to the rich people <laughs> yes so um the girls are wondering how she could afford a bag that costs nine thousand dollars and i'm wondering that too Tony. and that's cheap considering how much it would be now oh yeah inflation calculator mm-hmm. hold on Probably like 15, 16. If it was 9K, something like that. Let's see if I'm on the money. $14,000. Okay, I wasn't too off. Well, that's still banana sandwich. Yeah, that's still bananas. But, you know, (sighs) the girls got money. Well, we already know Tony's situation. She should not be spending this much on a bag. 
And uh, Maya's so stunned, she's stuttering about it. She cannot understand. Landers and dollars. Oh, hell no. What's the thing made out of? Donald Trump's ass? <laughs> she's, she's saying, bitch, do you got my rent six times in your <laughs> on your wrist? She's like, what's this thing made out of? Donald Trump's ass? And I'm like, Jesus. What a time that was. Mm-hmm. I feel like nowadays that would actually depreciate the value. Mm-hmm. Of course it would. But it ain't that joke ain't hitting, I guess, like it did back in the day. <laughs> they could have cut that. They knew nothing of what was about to happen. Mm-mm. No foreshadowing at all. There's a lot of old sitcoms that have Donald Trump jokes in them. They do. Because once upon a time, he was like the poster boy for that shit. Before he started mm-hmm. on his bullshit. Yeah. Dang. But Tony bought this bag because she felt like she needed to treat herself. She's been going through a lot of shit lately. And so um, they, they think she stole it because ain't no damn way. So Maya gets scared. She wipes off her fingerprints off the bag and she runs out of the bar. You peeped that she did it with her alcohol or her drink? Oh, I didn't peep that. But she That's dipped, smart. She, she took the thing and then she dipped it into the drink and then she wiped it off. <laughs> Yo, kill the germs, kill everything. I was never here. Mm-hmm. And then William comes out of the shadows. I didn't even know he was there. He was at the bar. And Joan's still trying to convince Tony to return it. She says, you're in the hole. And she's like, no, Todd's in the hole. I'm like, damn. Well... William says exactly what we all know. Mm-hmm. California is a community property state. So when you jumped over that broom, you jumped right into the hole with him. Yes, sir. Tony said, I didn't jump. I was pushed. <laughs> Tony, you have all this free legal advice. This isn't even a situation that you should be in. Like, I'm just, I'm still appalled. Yeah. Man, we lost a, we lost a bad bitch. We lost one. <laughs> <laughs> City boys up. <laughs> So Joan's like, yo, you need to live on a budget, but Tony ain't with it. She's like, yo, this ain't even the most expensive bag. I could have went for the most expensive one. This is me going for the cheap one and saving some money. Mm-hmm. She said she saved more in a day than y'all make in a week. Hmm. So I, I was trying to do the math. 17 take away nine. That's eight. That's eight. So that means they don't make up to 8K in a week. Does she mean separately or combined? It has to be separately, right? Let's say they may make, I don't know, 5K Uh in a week. There's 52 weeks in a year. 52 times 5 is 250K. Okay, that sounds realistic. Yeah, a bit more. But we find out here that William got another generous raise. I'm like, what are they doing over there, the law firm? To where he keeps getting um, raises. What is he doing? Being a man. So he just show up to work and they be like, here's a raise. Here's That's a raise, it. You don't got to do shit for it. Because I'm, I'm not seeing why the fuck he keep getting all this motherfucking money. Unless he got some some dirt on somebody. Mm, I thought that too. But I'm like, they didn't allude to any of that. So I didn't want to assume that. So he says he actually bought that same bag that Tony wanted. He bought it for his mom. And it makes Tony jealous. He's, she's like, wait, what would your mom need with a bag like this? Mm-hmm. But we find out that she's on the waiting list. Joan says you should get on a budget, Tony. You don't have Cock Kelly bag money. You don't have Birkin bag money. Hell, honey, you barely have Ralph's grocery bag money. Girl, you need to learn to live within your means. I means to buy that bag. (laughs) Sweetheart, there are simple ways that you can learn to live within a budget. Yes? You can stop going out as much, 
clip coupons, buy in bulk. You need to return that damn bag. Shut up. And she's like, no, I'm just going to um, get the money back by selling jacked up houses to people. <laughs> I'm like, yo, that's illegal. Is it? She going to act like she How is. How is it not? It's only illegal if you know, if you're telling people that, you know, the houses is jacked up. You can act like you don't know. Cash at me. <laughs> I thought you get that information up front and writing or something when you're looking at the house. If you're a realtor, you don't know that the house was built on a fault line. Mm, they could say that information might have slipped their mind. Yeah, but you can't you can't play the I didn't know if it's in writing somewhere on your desk. <laughs> you know, a lot of people have been sold jacked up houses before from realtors that know that the house is jacked up. All why my, you do? All, why you? Why you got a devious smile like you was one of the damn realtors? <laughs> all my real estate girls, tap in. Well, actually, no, don't, because I ain't trying to get y'all. <laughs> Yo, she trying to get y'all in trouble. Trouble. Actually, no, don't. But yeah, I the ops is listening. <laughs> that there have been realtors who have sold people houses, and they have sold people dreams about these houses, and it is not what they thought it was. Mm. Well, once Tony leaves, William says, should I be concerned that she sold me my house last time she was in a slump? Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. But I mean, ain't (laughs) nothing wrong with it. You've been in there for a minute. You would have known by now. Yeah. So you Gucci. Yeah. Well, back at Savad's house, uh, Lynn is going through Savad's address book, looking for his ex-girlfriend's numbers, which we don't even know that at first. She just... She has the book and she's throwing it on the floor and it's it's a really weird scene. I don't think there's any words or anything. I don't like the scene. I just thought it was a way for them to, f- to fill in space. Yeah, and it's not like he's in the room with her and he needs to. She needs to hide it from him. Yeah. She throws it on the floor and like kind of pretends like I'm not really looking at it. It's like you could just pick it up and look at it. No one's in the room with you. Mm-hmm. But she gets the number. She heads over to Joan's house to talk to the girls about how she found the the number in the book. But she was actually looking for the number for movie phone. Remember movie phone? <laughs> nah, you a little young. So anyway, movie phone. <laughs> Back in the day, okay, when there was smartphones were non-existent. You wanted to, if you were out and about somewhere and you need to know the movie times, you would call movie phone and you would get the automated voice that sounds like this. Hello and welcome to movie phone you'd press you know the movie that you want like the star key or whatever and they would tell you all the times for the movie you want to see back when you couldn't just look on your phone jesus you had to call movie phone and get the times while you out and about at the beach or whatever and you know movie phone used to hold me down shout out to the voice i don't know who the voice guy was but shout out to that dude for giving me the movies when i needed it so what we used to do was and i do remember this movie phone vaguely but because what we did was we'd write down all the times on a piece of paper before we left the crib to know which one we wanted to sneak into. That's how we would have our references to what movies we wanted to watch. Well, that's a thing if you already planned it before you left the house. But sometimes it'd be a spur of the moment thing. You out somewhere and you're like, what y'all want to do now? You want to go see the movies? You want to see what movie times are available? How would mm. we do that? We don't have a newspaper. We're nowhere near a theater. Let's call movie phone, you know. And they had all the theaters. Yeah, you would type in the um, the zip code of the place you were looking. 
And then they would give you the names of the theaters and you'd press it when you heard the name you wanted of the theater you wanted. You press like star. And then it told you the list of all the movies that were playing. When you heard the one you wanted, you press the button and then it would give you all of the next times. So you would know. Damn. That. So you had to know the zip code of the movie theater. Yeah, it's a lot easier in in Florida. <laughs> Shit. I don't know the zip code of the movie theater I'd be going to. I would have been fucked. Actually, you could just use the um, the zip code of your house and it would give you all the ones close to your house. I mean, you're not going that far, usually. Mm, okay. Wow. What a time. Yeah. Um, but now she has the number for his ex-girlfriend and she wants to use it. She's not sure, though. She doesn't, she's not sure if she's, she wants to use it because that might be a little intrusive. But Maya says, you know what? I don't want to say anything, girl, because I was kind of proud of you being freaky free for a while. But uh, that's Yvonne. He ain't right. Something's going on. So Maya says you just got to call her in order to get information to protect yourself. And um, she needs to know why they split up. And that can lead her to make any decisions as far as continuing the relationship. And Maya says, uh, for all you know, that woman cut off his thing and put it in a pickle jar and she has it on her dresser. That's gross as fuck, Maya. Yeah, that's mad nasty. Yeah, pickle Damn, jar. Maya, the fuck? <laughs> that does sound like an episode of Criminal Minds or some shit, though. Yeah. <laughs> but Joan mm. is like, how about this, guys? Maybe he is just what he says he is. Maybe he's just celibate. I'm like, you know what? I think that might be it. Mm-hmm. But then Tony walks in and she's trying to sell this white couple Joan's house. Very weird. Very, very, very weird. Um, I do like that she's called Joan the help. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like that shit. I'm like, that's racist as fuck. I mean, I know you're trying to get on these white people good side so they can buy the house and they need to understand why there's black people hanging out in here. But... Nah, bruh. Nah. And um, I thought that shit was funny. Joan's like, why would you say that? And she's like, well, it's a white couple. They don't want to live around a bunch of black people. And Joan says, hello, they're working with a black realtor. Tony says, shh, I'm passing. That, and just because it's a black realtor, that don't mean that the neighborhood is going to be black people. I think, I think what she's saying is, how can they be racist if they have a black realtor? Joan, you know but better it's like, than that. You know, it's all business. They don't fucking care. They don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Um, but it's funny when Tony says she passing. <laughs> <laughs> Not with them big old lips. Child, Tony is hilarious. <laughs> so next we're back at Skia. Lynn's having lunch with Savad's ex. Her name is Anita. I don't know how she convinced this girl to fucking hang out with her and answer questions. Yeah, that was weird. Like, does that happen? Have you? Well, I've never seen that. To take her out to lunch and buy her food and and some good old tea. Yeah, to soothe the insides. I'm like, nah, y'all, I ain't paying you. I ain't paying you for this shit. Anyway, Ah. (laughs) that's basically Ah. what she did. Like, nah, forget that. But Mm -hmm. Lynn's like, shut up. Have you ever um had sex with Savad? So Anita. Anita held out for three years. She was cheating. <laughs> I was just about to ask you, could you wait three years? Could you do that? I mean, I could wait three years as in I'm not with anyone. That's not what I mean. 
Come on, Etsy. I'm talking about if you were in a relationship. I, th- I think that's kind of a waste of time, though, to be with someone for three years and not. That's a long time to be dating someone without marriage, actually, now that I think about it. Like, well, you know, it's a little long, but the sex thing is what I'm talking about. Um, everything is That long. would be weird. That'd be like y'all are just roommates. <laughs> yeah. That maybe kiss here and there. That's awkward. And are y'all, are y'all living together? Because then that means you can't really bring niggas to your crib because you got a nigga there. Like, go, to, go to the niggas crib true it's too much see it's too much of this thinking that you gotta do about how to creep and stuff i'm surprised like, lynn didn't learn how to creep behind the way she used to talk about her her prowess her sexual prowess right and it's la you know and she's a you free spirit she, she, girl she turned over a new a new leaf ain't that what she said she said something she like turned that? over something it wasn't surviving nothing <laughs> That was the only thing turning over. Um, But shit, yeah, three years, girl? You wasted three years of your sexual prime? Wow. But good for her. Good for her willpower. She Uh says uh, he never came around. She just eventually ran off with her massage therapist. And she realized, well, she found out based on that, she's not Savad's soulmate. So we know this guy's serious. He's committed to his Mm -hmm. lifestyle. He needs to find a soulmate. And Lynn, Lynn's like, wait, even Gandhi got his freak on. Yeah, I don't know about the whole Gandhi thing. But if you guys want to look it up, go ahead and, and do that on your own time. I don't know. <laughs> um, that's when we hear about the possibility as to why Savad is not having sex with her could be the thing. And Lynn's like, wait, what, what's the thing? And right. Anita's mad surprised that Lynn doesn't know about the thing. Right. <laughs> Anita realizes it. She's like, oh, my God, I've said too much. And she gets up to leave. And Shadi heads out real quick. I'm like, damn, well, what is it? Is the thing an STD? The way she reacts, you would think it is. So I don't know. I don't know what it could be. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. So we're back at Savad's house. And this time, Lynn brought Maya to look for whatever the thing could be. Because, you know, Maya, she's armchair detective. I mean, we all are, but... She comes in with a whole forensics kit. She got gloves. And it's really funny that she's totally down to do this because she was just spooked two scenes ago that she touched a bag that was possibly stolen, a Birkin bag, wiped her fingerprints off that. But this, she's like snooping in a stranger's home. This is my jam. This is what I can do. Mm-hmm. So Maya's trying to figure out what this thing could be. Now, did she say the thing could jump out and kill you? No. No, but she didn't say it couldn't. <laughs> The way I see it, we have two options here, okay? We can either stay here and look for the thing, or we could pack your bags and get the hell out of here. That's crazy. And he could be too. For all you know, the thing could be some crawl space full of dead bodies. Maya, you'd smell a bunch of dead bodies. Not if you use quicklime. Definitely something a serial killer would say. You know mm. what that stuff is? Quick, the fuck is quicklime? Is that like, what type of chemical is that? What I, I think it is, based off of my TV show watching, is... A substance that breaks down the parts, breaks down the bone, or it breaks down the skin to the bone. But it pretty Ooh. much breaks down the body and takes away a lot of the smell from the decay. Jesus. I'm not a serial killer. I know you're probably wondering. No, I watch I watch a lot of forensic files and I watch 2020. Criminal minds. Criminal minds. Don't come for me, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a podcaster. Um, so Maya also brings up that 
Savat could be a pre-op transsexual, which, what does that got to do with anything? If he has, if he's pre-op, that means the thing is still attached. Yeah, he's still got his dick, so I don't yeah. know. Lynn is shocked by that statement, but Maya says, hey, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump from Savad to Savadia. Savadia. And she snaps. <laughs> I, Slava- that was really I mean, good. he was he was giving Slavadia with that um that nun joke that he he <laughs> <laughs> the uh why don't you act like a nun and leave me alone? Okay, girlfriend. Like okay. So um they look around for a suspicious clothing. Maya brought tongs, you know. She finds some of Lynn's panties, but that's obviously not what they're looking for. So they continue on the search. And next, William and Joan are at her house. They're in the dining room working on law stuff. And the reason they're working at her house is because she wants to get advice from William on how to deal with this whole Brock and Ellis situation. And William already knows the whole situation because Maya is his assistant. Oh, finally coming clean about cheating on Ellis with his agent. You know... And Joan, everybody knows. Even Mr. Sweetelson. And he was impressed. He didn't think you had it in you. I'm just kidding. He wasn't impressed. But why Sweetelson, though? Maybe Maya told Sweetelson. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised. Or maybe William told Sweetelson. That's a possibility, too. But um, William says, huh, how about this? Do you, uh, do you love Ellis? And Joan says, I think I do. So, basically, that means you don't, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because if you know you love somebody, ain't no thinking. You either say, yes, I do, or no, I don't. Mm -hmm. But William takes it as a yes and says, well, don't ever tell Ellis about Brock. Ever? I mean, y'all gotta tell him eventually. That's his agent. Why? Because eventually he's gonna find out. Well, do we care if he finds out? Well, if we don't care if he finds out, fuck it, whatever. I assume that William William assumes that it's a one-time thing since she doesn't want to break up with Alice. So he's saying don't ever tell mm. Alice about you fucking with Brock cuz I mean, got it. That's what I that's what I thought. That actually makes about. sense. But Jones like, "Well, what if Brock is my soulmate?" And William goes, "Joan, you actually need a soul for that." So <laughs> I was like, "Yo, that's a funny joke." I don't really ever really think William's that funny, but every now and then. You know, he'll, he'll give it to you. I gotta yeah. tip my hat. Well, that's when Tony comes in the door. She looks disheveled. She walks in the house, leaves the door open. TV logic. And she needs water. She needs food. She needs a five-minute nap. And then she's going right back out there to sell more houses in the dark. Man, look at what this guy's got you doing, Tony. Got you out here looking like a crazy person. That's so sad. Mm-hmm. You can't even go home and relax, and you got to go right back out after you get a snack and, and a nap. A five-minute nap at that. Only five minutes? Don't you need it to be, like, 20 to 30 for it to do something? Is it just me? All, all of my nappers tap in. <laughs> Aren't we all nappers? Uh, some people nap better than others. I know niggas that nap every day. 30 minutes. Every day. Niggas nap every day, B. Gotta get them naps in. Rejuvenated. But uh, she's trying her best. You know, she's depleted, but she wants to get back out there and sell some houses to some blind poor people with government checks so she can get her crocodile Kelly. 
I mean, she already got her crocodile, Kelly, which is just like, mm-hmm. well, really? After the Birkin. So you really spent how much? I mean, if she kept it. 20 something. I thought she might have took it back and then got the Kelly, got the crocodile Kelly instead. Mm. But whatever. It doesn't even matter because it's $17,000 regardless. That's that's already too much anyway. Mm-hmm. So Joan and William are looking at her like, what the fuck? And William said, wait, how you got one? There's a waiting list. And Tony says, yeah, your mom's back on it. So I don't know what she did to get off the waiting list, but mm. she got her crocodile. Kelly, there's a keep away sequence with Tony clinching the bag and all the rest of them trying to slowly take it from her. So this mm-hmm. scene was kind of giving, um, <laughs> you ever seen Lady Sings the Blues? Diana Ross? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. When, the when she got the drugs, she got all the drugs in her hand and, or I think Billy D. Williams takes the drugs. <laughs> and she trying to fight him for the drugs mm-hmm. and he's like you'd kill me for it wouldn't you so I, it feels like that where she's clenching the bag and they're like okay all right it'll be all right like you know <laughs> she's uh she's just walking around with it they're like treating her like she about to jump off a cliff mm-hmm. and uh william slowly walks over to her picks her up and slams her on the couch <laughs> takes the bag and throws it to joan and then he runs away from tony and said tony bit him he said, that half a bit me. I'm like, this is, this is intense. Mm. They're playing a game of keep away. And Joan throws the bag to William and he runs down the street with it. And that's the end of that scene. Back at Savage, they haven't found shit that could be considered the thing. There's clothes all over the room. They have turned it upside down. Stupid. They have one more place to look and it's the attic. And of course, Maya's down. She's totally down with it. And she's tiny, too, so she can get up there. So Lynn gives her a boost, and they don't really find nothing. But Maya requests her a flashlight so she can see in the dark. Lynn's like, how you got all this CSI stuff? And guess what? Maya has a cousin that works for LA CSI. Okay. Man, that must be fucking cool. Maya Maya got a lot of cousins in different fields, I see. At that moment, Saval walks in. He's like, what are y'all doing? Why is the room all tossed up? Lynn said it was an earthquake, but nah, nah, shawty, nah. And he wonders why she was snooping, and then she's like, because you drove me to it. Become the kind of woman I despise, a pathetic girlfriend snooping around on her man, wondering if anything's going on behind her back. Lynn, let's talk. I don't want to talk. I want to make love. I'm so tired of you controlling everything. Now, Lynn, I can't really sit here and be in your corner right now, for real. Yeah, you done fucked up this nigga room. Like, mm-mm. Well, yeah, but, like, she acting like, yo, he told you up front what his lifestyle was. Mm-hmm. He told you. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't keep nothing from you. Like, he didn't pull a tod on you and keep shit from you. He told you about his life, his sex life, that it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. On purpose. Mm. And you decided, you know what? I'm still gonna date this nigga. So, I don't know why you're putting it on him. Mm-hmm. I agree. And Savad pretty much says that. But she said she thought she'd be the woman to make him give up celibacy. Rule number one, Etsy. Rule number one. <laughs> to be a boss-ass bitch, never let her <laughs> try to play you. <laughs> Rule number two, fuck his best friend to make him yes men. And then, No. <laughs> not 
quite what I was looking for. But um, yeah, those rules too. Those rules too. I'm saying don't be dating somebody because you think you can change them. Please stop that. Yes, that too. That too. <laughs> These people are not projects. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's giving very arts and crafts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so Lynn realizes that she got in this relationship to try to change her man. And because of that, she shockingly realizes that she's morphing into Joan. Oh, it's very much Joan. Joan written all over yeah. it. Yeah, she wrote the book. She signed it. Her picture's on the back of it. <laughs> so Savannah and Lynn decide to break up, which is like... We are moving on up to the east side. Yeah. Deuces. Now we just got to get rid of the lobster. Mm-hmm. And we got to get rid of... um. Who the other one? Oh, the, the leprechaun. The lobster, the leprechaun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. Little by We're little. We're getting there. Slowly but surely. It's time for a new rotation of niggas. Like, yeah, we need a new roster because uh-uh. uh-uh. I'm tired of these ones. Savad said, I don't think this relationship is healthy for either of us. Thank you, Savad, for being the adult in the room. Mm-hmm. And Lynn says, whoever I meet in the next half hour, I'm sleeping with. I'm like, girl, are you that starved? Damn. I guess, girl. Do your thing. So they hug it out. He tells her that she could stay at the house as long as she needs until she finds somewhere to stay, which is just, wow, that's sweet of you. But she says she got three keys to three different houses. She'll figure it out. Mm. That's a lifestyle. Damn, that's a lifestyle. She got three. Oh, shit. She's talking about Tony, uh, Maya. and I'm trying to think Joan, William, Maya or Joan, William, Tony. Joan, William, Maya. She said houses. Okay. Mm, Tony got an apartment. Look at you. Look at you, semantics. You know, I be listening or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I see you. <laughs> so as she leaves, uh, she has one last request. She want to see that dangling. <sighs> yes, she sure does. And at first he resists, but he's like, all right, finally, or whatever. And mind you, remember, Maya's still up in the attic listening to all this. She ain't even come down yet. I mean, she could get down, but she probably needs some help. Mm-hmm. But what's weird is that Lynn goes to the other side of the room to see it. Like, she stands at the other side of the room while he pulls his pants down. I don't know. Uh, uh, but he yeah. finally pulls his pants down. And she looks at it and she she's like, oh, impressive. <laughs> and then she kind of turns her head a little bit. And she's like, wait, what's what's that? And he goes, oh, that? That's the thing. <laughs> What the fuck is it? We still don't know what the fuck the thing is. Like, is it uncircumcised? Like, I don't know. What is the thing? Yeah, I'm like, I was about to say, any guesses, Etsy? Like, I don't, I don't know, girl. Damn. Well, I guess it doesn't matter because we move on to the next scene. Is it, is it a ring? Can guys Why not call it a fucking ring? Why not call it a piercing? True. True. Why call it the thing? Like, what the fuck? That sounds like some kind of like alien shit. Yeah. So lens at blue. She's talking to this fine Cinderoni. He's talking. She's not really listening. Mm-hmm. Because she just want to fuck. But he's talking about his astrological sign and everything. And that's enough for her. She says, okay, cool. I got your first name and your astrological data. So I'm good. I want you to take me home and do me. And he's excited. He'll do ya. <laughs> He'll do ya. <laughs> hey, drink. Make sure you drink since we said that. <laughs> you guys know. You know. They know. <laughs> 
But uh, he doesn't remember her name. And he's being so cheesy about it that she says, all right, I can't do this. I need a deeper connection before I fuck. So he gets desperate and he starts throwing out all these fun facts about himself. I'm a lapsed Methodist. I like long walks on the beach. I once pushed a deaf girl out of swing. I feel really bad about it. He likes long walks on the beach, which don't we all? That's not impressive. It's not a fun fact about yourself. A lot of people say that. Yeah. Long like, walks on the beach. Who doesn't like chilling when on the beach when the weather is nice? But that's still not enough for Lynn. She has higher standards now because she's been with Savat for nine months. He's kind of rubbed off on her. I mean, not really. <laughs> yeah. Not literally, but figuratively. So he gets mad and leaves her with the bill. And she's like, she can't remember his name. It's Raheem, Raul, Robert, Bobby, some shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So we get our final, final scene. And it's kind of dark, but it's a goodie. We see Maya come down from wherever the fuck she was at. And she asks to see his dingling. He shows it to her. And then she goes, oh, well, that's not special. She goes, Darnell had two of those. Now I'm like, is it a piercing? What is that? It's a mole? <laughs> nah, I don't think it's a piercing. That would be too simple. And that would be so savad. It wouldn't even be interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I don't, think, I don't think Darnell would go for a piercing. He don't seem like the type that'd be out there doing shit like that. True. He's conservative more. True. Then what is it? They just making shit up. Wasn't nothing new. We never find out. You know that, right? No. Yes. We never find out. That's why I'm saying they just make that shit up, chat. What's really cool, though, is that there's a lot of speculation throughout the girlfriend's fan base on what it could be. So it's really cool that it sparks conversation. Mm-hmm. Like we could all be like, you know, have deep conversations on what could it be based off of this clue and that and this and other, everything like that. So I, I think that's really cool that they they kind of sparked that by not telling us what it is. Mm-hmm. But that's the end of the episode. And next is the oh hell yes moment of the episode. Can I go first? Sure. My oh hell yes moment is when Savad said. You act as if I've deceived you and I haven't. I've been up front with you every step of the way. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Niggas be out here hiding shit. And he was honest. He ain't have to be. Mm hmm. But he was like, take it or leave it. I am who I am. Mm-hmm. So good for you, Savad. We'll miss you. We won't. I'm lying. But <laughs> peace out. <laughs> What's yours? Mine is actually the opposite. Mine is not being honest. When William told Joan to not tell Ellis that she was fucking with his agent. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Keep that to yourself. Take it to the grave, girl. Oh, yes. That's my oh, hell yes moment. And even if that's not the case, you still keep that shit to your grave. You could just say, okay, it ain't work out. And now I'm fucking with your agent. You ain't got to say that you was fucking with both of them at the same time. You bitches be too honest out here. Oh, like, dang. Yeah. She could wait until it imploded. Yeah, the truth. And it's just, it's very, boo. Tomato, tomato, tomato. <laughs> yeah, it's actually very smart to just, I mean, Ellis... Listen, that relationship is on life support right now. So just keep Ellis. He's away. Brock can be the backup nigga for now. And then once the Ellis situation falls apart, you already got a dude just sitting there, you know, in the bullpen. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. So we got some tweets related to Savad uh, that I wanted to read. One fine-ass woman. All right. I hear you, girl. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Says, so y'all, I'm watching Girlfriends. Does anybody remember the episode where Lynn was trying to figure out what Savad's thing was? So was his thing that he had one big ball attached to his dick instead of two balls? I'm just wondering. Yeah, but then, uh, actually, that could make us. That could make sense that Maya said Darnell has two of those. Maybe Darnell had two big balls attached to his dick. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, Jesus Christ. Darnell walk around with two big balls? Two big-ass balls. Big-ass jambalos. <sighs> you would never think. Uh, well, that's, that's a good guess. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so that's it, guys. That is our show. Thanks so much for listening. Hit us up on socials, on social media, uh, at Hell Yes Girl. Yeah, guys. Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all. Gang, gang, gang. <laughs> Give us five stars on Apple Pod. And leave a review and we will get back to you and we'll read it on the air and tell you how wonderful you are. Um, Next episode is called You Ain't Gotta Go Home, But You Know the Rest. Y'all already know. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, who who about about to go? Somebody about to go. Yeah. Who needs somebody to go? I don't know. Lynn? It's about time. No, it's not Lynn. Lynn ain't going Well, you know Tony need to go home, obviously. She ain't going home yet. Ooh. So we're going to figure out what in the hell's going on with her inside. We're going to find <laughs> out. So next week, join us for that episode. And until then, I am Nettie Smith. And I am Etsy Rowe. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.